Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to please choose the internet or the strange indeeders. (gasps) Today we'll be covering the Black Mirror movie, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. (laughs) Let's. (laughs) I'm 12. Um, Let's jump into or take acid and discuss this movie. (laughs) (laughs) So... Top level, what'd you think? You know, I I really got a kick out of it. I was really excited when we found out that this was, because we've heard rumors, right? So we kind of knew that this was um, probably going to be happening. So as we're getting these little tidbits that we're going to get this interactive, we didn't know it was quite going to be like a movie or, you know, what exactly to expect, but we kept hearing whispers about interactive. So I was really excited um, to try something like this. And, and I thought it was fun. Um, I liked the intensity as you're choosing, you know, making those choices, you know, when it would come to one of those decisions and you feel that, Oh, Oh, and you can see how it's like the the little um, timer timer. bar and you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. uh, What do I want to do? So I, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was fun. Um, I wouldn't want to do it every single time, but we've talked about it before. We're huge um, choose your own adventure, um, yes. you know, book readers from when we were kids. So this was super fun. What did you think? Yeah, I was definitely it was one of those things that when they announced it, I was like, well, I'm kind of curious how that'll be. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. It was definitely it was kind of not really what I expected. I guess I wasn't I wasn't sure what to expect, but this was definitely kind of different than what I was looking for. Um, yeah. A little predictable, in my opinion, even though it was yeah. Choose Your Own Adventure. Um, after like about, I mean, I wrote down all of my choices, and I think I finished with 46 different choices. <laughs> wow. So uh, <laughs> once I got probably about like the choice like six or seven or, you know, about the first time, no, actually the first time you got into the uh, the room where you're, you're making the decision, do you want to accept the position or refuse it? After the path you go, if you accept it, I kind of got into it was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't really like a choose your own open world adventure type thing. This is more of a, hey, you get to choose past, but we're still guiding you along on this journey. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of was like, okay, you know, it's going to be the thing of like, well, who's really making the choices here? Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely kind of ran into that theme, didn't it? Like yeah. in the in the um, in the show or movie as you're watching when he's talking about who's who's controlling this and who are you and it's well, it's not me. It's not yeah. us because we're not really making these choices. It's like, well, it's not Stefan. It's 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 me. I'm doing it. And then at the end, yeah. you find out it's like, no, you're not. You're not making the nope. choices either. Black Ooh, mirror. Is, I would say, which is so Black Mirror, right? Yeah. <laughs> But it, it um, I think I saw it before I watched it, but people talk like, is it a movie? Is it a video game? And I really had a video game feel to it. Yeah. I don't know. There's a PS2 game way back in the day called uh, True Crimes or Streets of LA, something like that. Streets mm-hmm. of LA or something. I can't remember exactly the name of it, but essentially you're a cop on the street and it's kind of open world, but when you follow the storyline, like you can diverge to different paths. And the same thing, just like this, if you went down a specific path, you kind of fought a boss and like it was the end of it, but it happened really quick. And it's like, well, to see how the story actually ended, go back to this point. And so you'd go back and kind of like repeat the story. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw here a lot of, because like if you went down a path where the story kind of ended, 
it would rewind you back and kind of give you the overview and kick you back off to where like, wait, I've been here before. What's going on? Yeah. So I definitely had that video game feel, um, even though this was basically based around a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought the same thing because there it, it, a lot of games nowadays are are like that and and are super fun. Uh, whether you're you know it's for like a younger children's game, but like Until Dawn is one that reminds me of one that's kind of like I wouldn't say it's an adventure because it's like a horror game, but you get to make choices and it totally impacts you and everyone in the in the game. It has like this um, butterfly effect, is what they call it in the game that you know all of your choices have consequences. And um, so it's like that. And then I, you know, like the Walking Dead's Telltale game mm, that they yeah, yeah. have is, is you know, you get to kind of choose, you know, what you do, where you go and make decisions. And that kind of affects how the story goes. And um, so that, you know, I, I did have that feel to it. You felt like you were kind of in control until you started making maybe not so right decisions. But, you know, you kind of have to think it's. You know, well, at first I was kind of irritated because I did choose initially um, when they asked Stefan what he wanted to do. Do you want to stay here and work on the game or no? Uh, you know, refuse the offer. I was like, well, yeah, it's an offer of a lifetime. Yeah. You're, you're going to accept it because, I mean, no was like to me was refusing like help or, you know, oh, no, wait, I don't I don't really want to do this or whatever. So I'm like, well, hell, yeah, you're going to jump at the opportunity. Well, clearly that was the wrong choice because yeah. then they take you back and um, you, you kind of have this whole, pal. I know, yeah, you get the, sorry, wrong path. And you're like, oh, shit, now what? Um, and then it kind of takes you, kind of does a little rewind and does a flash of up until that point. Um, so it, it, I liked it. And at first I was irritated, but then I really liked, you know, after, after we kind of took off from there. So, so how long did it take you, uh, beginning to end when you stopped watching it, but how long did it, did you watch it? Oh gosh. Um, it was probably, I, I will admit I did not do all of the endings, but I did do, I think most of them. Um, but whenever I was reading all the potential ones, I go, oh, I don't, I did not get that one. Um, but I had fun with it. I think it was about an hour and almost 20 minutes. Okay. And I finally, I had some thing, other thing. I was like, I have, I've got to go do this other thing. So I, yeah. I was trying to get this in and I was like, I can't do any more. I'm, I'm sure I would go back to it just so I can see what these alternate ones are because I have read them. Um, yeah. I clocked in at about two hours and I was trying to go down. I think I got all of them, but. The uh, the one where you die at the and this is spoiler filled. So if you haven't read anything, definitely don't listen. Yes, but, um, I I didn't get the one where you die in the therapy's chair. Right, the no, I didn't chair. get that one. Yeah, because uh, at the point where I think I might have been going down that route, I saw the pitter patter of feet and a little head <laughs> on my couch. And I looked over; and it was my little kiddo. So I yeah, figured he didn't probably want to. Yeah, this isn't. I don't want this to be his first choose your own adventure. Yeah, definitely not. Not not a great. I mean, while this one, well, there were some moments, I guess, depending on where you were, that got kind of gory. Um, while it wasn't as bad as maybe some Black Mirror episodes, it's no. certainly not something you want to expose your kid to just yet. <laughs> the only thing that kind of, uh, it, again, it seems like it was leading you to that same path. I saw a few people before I watched it where they're like, they felt bad for being uh, like mean to Stefan at the beginning mm-hmm. or, or to Colin, like vice versa. And so I, I kind of played it just like, like I would a video game. Like, I'm this character. Here's the things I would do. And it was kind of frustrating that no matter what you did to get to the one of the true endings was to kill your dad. Yeah. Like, I felt like no matter what, you're getting pushed in that direction. Because I talked mm-hmm. to Richard about it, too, because I'm like, like, I feel kind of, like, sadistic that 
I'm going to kill my dad. Like, that seems like a horrible option to me. Yeah. And then I can bury him or chop him up. And I buried him first because chopping him up seemed like a horrific thing to do. And... Yeah, you wow, did, I, Sean, you went down a dark path. I did didn't you, get there. You didn't get to that. Okay, so let's. Sorry, I got way too far. Then so let's let's talk about. Um, I guess let's go through some of the options. I'll start with mine, and we'll see where we've diverged a little bit. Okay. So, option one, I think was it was kind of a nice way to kind of introduce you to how this story is going to work. Yes. And so you have sugar puffs or frosties. Yeah. Um. I I went with sugar puffs. Ooh, I went to frosted flakes. Oh, see, we're we're already. Yeah. On, see, that's on. why that's why I ended up killing my dad. Sugar rush. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've seen like some paths where, you, like, I think that can change some of the directions, but it seems like that was just more of like a, hey, here's how this thing works. I'm pretty sure the serial and the music choice are thrown in there for fun and just to be like, this is how it's gonna go. These in no way are really going to influence, you know like you said, the paths of, yeah. of where you end up, I think it's just more for fun and kind of practice just so you kind of know what to expect before we get to like the real serious decisions. So, but still kind of fun. And I feel, I don't know, it may not be really critical to the story, but cereal, I take cereal choice um, very seriously. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm serious about my, I'm serious about my cereal. So I'm a big like Wheaties or like honey nut Cheerios. That's what I go for. Sean, that's healthy stuff. I know. Right. Man, that's a bummer. I'm I'm waiting for some like cocoa puffs or well, something. Or if I'm going like extreme, like I want some like, extra sugar in the morning, corn pops. Oh, see, that's why I went with yeah. sugar puffs because they're like corn pops. Yeah, they are. It's that's the closest point. thing I could think of. I love corn pops. Oh my gosh, I could cr- I could eat a uh, whole box of corn pops. Gotta have my pops. Love those pops. So All option right. two, we're riding on a bus, and you get yes. to choose between two discs. You have the Thompson Twins or now two. I chose Thompson Twins. I chose now too. What was the song that they played when you were listening to it? Um. Oh. Oh. You asked me that. It was very classic Thompson Twins. As soon as it started playing, it certainly took me back to the '80s for sure. Um. You know what? Honestly, I don't remember offhand. The the song they played for mine was "Talk to Me Like Lovers Do." Oh. Yeah. Talk to me, do do <laughs> like lovers do. <laughs> did, did, you, did you go sing that to your wife? I got into she, it a little bit. Yeah, I'm like, pause hey, babe. play. And <laughs> I walked in. That's when the little pitter patter feet came in. He's like, hey, dad, go back to your movie. I'm going to bed. Oh, no. Kids. <laughs> kids. Uh, so, kids. Always in at the unopportune moments. I know, right? Um, one of the other things I kind of started noticing, though, as you get into the game shop, they had like a metalhead thing. Yeah, so Easter kinda egg. Like the, yeah, kind of like the dog. Um, the name of his hotel, or the name of his hotel, the name of his uh, therapist was uh, St. Juniper. Yep. Um, and I think there's a couple other ones spread throughout here, too, that I might have missed, but I know those were two that kind of jumped out at me. Mm-hmm. I think we've got uh, some of those in the news, so. But then the next option, it sounds like we both picked the same one. So we get in, Video game, he's like offering you all this stuff. He's like, hey, do you want to work here? We'll get you a small team, yada, yada. And I said, I want to accept. Mm-hmm. And it sounds same. like you did the same thing. So that's where you get like the zero star ending. Yeah. So you find out that the game was rushed and wasn't done well. It was the worst game ever. And you're sitting there with your dad. And your dad's like, you're a failure to my eyes. And I hate your guts. And you're like, dad, can I at least put this up on the fridge? And he says, no. I'm paraphrasing, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it restarted, I kind of, like, I kind of felt like that was going to be the theme of it after it restarted was, 
it's going to be this like time loop, like multiple lives type thing. Like we're living in multiple dimensions at one time was kind of the gist. I thought like, that's what this black mirror theme was going to be. Yeah. And, and that's kind of a lot what they were saying throughout uh, the the episode too, or at least in part that I've uh, got to with a scene um, with Stefan and uh, Colin whenever, you know, they're totally tripping on some acid and, you know, they get into that whole conversation about the parallel universe and, you know, he's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you do because there's someone out there, you know, in some other parallel like timeline doing the exact opposite. So it doesn't yeah. really matter what you do. And and that seemed to be a big theme, you know, throughout. Um, and, uh, you know, I really like that. And that is kind of what it felt like because when we got to that zero review and he tells his dad he's starting over and then it literally does start over. Yeah. I was like that. I mean, just, it totally cracked me up. Cause I'm like, Oh, not only is Stefan starting over, we are starting over. Yeah. So then it kind of gets you back to that point of, do you want to accept the offer? And then that's when I was like, Oh, we're kind of being nudged along a little bit. And yeah. at first I was like, well, that's, you know, kind of takes out of it. But at the same time, this can't be something. I mean, when if if you get like practical, you know, start thinking in a practical, logical manner, you know, you really can't be. Even books have their limitations, right? Yeah. And even video games have their limitations when it's a choose your own adventure. You can make all these choices, but seriously, you're only going to be able to go as far as what is written. Um, either in the book when you're flipping through the pages, because remember you'd go in the choose your own adventure and say, turn to page 35. And then you'd you know, go to there and, and make your choice, and then it would take you to another page. So you can only go as far as the book is written, and you can only go as far as what a video game is coded. So you can think it's as you know, free will is what you want. But, you know, in the end, there's, you know, there are only a handful of options. Same as Black Mirror. I think there were a total, they said of, I thought I heard five, but I think I saw a list that um, when you sent it to me today, there were a lot more different optional endings. Yeah, I think they had a couple like, um, like they considered this one an ending. If you, Yeah, that's which, true. To me, this was like 10 minutes in. So this really wasn't an ending. It was more like, a, oh, okay, like you, you picked a path that we're just kind of like leading you to a dead end where you got to go back. Yeah. Because the second time through, I did the same thing. I accepted it a second time, which I don't know if that's the guy in me. It's like, oh, I got to keep trying. <laughs> See if they yeah. allow you to get through. But like, oh, the- he's persistent. We're going to let him <laughs> go <laughs> But the third time I was like, oh, okay. Like, and, that, and that's kind of, I was like, well, this kind of takes it out of me. Because the second time I, I clicked to accept, because I'm like, okay, like logically they're going to think, okay, somebody failed the first time. Who's really going to select the thing a second time? They're going to say the mm-hmm. other one, right? So I'm like, what happens if I don't? Because the other thing I wanted to do that I didn't is when this whole thing started, it kind of explained to you, like, hey, this is what this is. Do you understand yes or no? I wanted to hit no and see what happened. Me too. But I didn't because I, I thought I could either. go back and do it. Because this would have been a really short podcast. I'm like, well, I hit no, and then it locked me out forever. <laughs> I know. Okay, well, you're too stupid to play this. We're just <laughs> we're going to move on and take it off your list. You're not allowed to play. <laughs> I liked it though. It was, um, I liked how you had that option. Um, do you understand yes or no? And I was like, oh, so they're telling you straight off to make sure that you understand what it is that you're getting into. And you can't watch it on an iPad or at least on my iPad. Um, Mm. I have a really old iPad. Um, so I'm pretty sure that it was, um, probably just my iPad, but I know that they were very good in explaining. Um, but it was really funny because it had a whole montage of black mirror scenes saying, I'm sorry over and over again. Um, oh, really? It was hilarious. That's- Cause it, it, I went through like the, this whole little thing and I was like, 
Um, all I saw was this character. I, won't, I don't want to say too much because I don't know if everyone has seen all the Black Mirror episodes. And I know there's a few you haven't seen, but so many characters out of different episodes going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, until <laughs> it awesome. tells you that you, your device is not compatible with uh, this programming. And you have to, and it tells you to look for this little symbol. Uh, whenever you, you know, when you have all, all of your selections on Netflix in the very upper corner, it's got like the, that little red symbol. Uh, for this uh, for this episode of Black Mirror anyway, or movie, and it said you have to look for this, and if you see that, then you're you're compatible. I also not only did I get that, but they were like, here's a list of devices, and here's how you can watch, and it was being very helpful. Not only did I get all of that while I was in the Netflix app and all this was happening, I also got an email like right away. It says, oh, we saw that you tried to watch this. Oh, um, cool. Here's some devices. Here's how we can help you, and because they really want you to watch it, and they were really being very helpful helpful. So I don't know if anyone else got that, but I was like, well, hell. So then I went and got my um, Mac and just watched it on that because I was letting my kid have the TV. Like, um, here's your options. Go to Amazon and buy a brand new iPad <laughs> or go to Amazon and buy a 45-inch smart TV. Which do you choose? You have 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, she's both. But anyway, I just thought that was super fun. I don't know if that happened to anyone else. Um, and I also heard that there's some, like, you can't watch it on Apple TV and I think something else. Yeah, I heard else. Apple TV and Chromecast, I think, was the other maybe, one. Yeah, maybe. So hopefully everyone, but I mean, they were like, well, somebody in your house has one of those devices, you know, that you can watch it off of or whatever. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. I don't know if anybody else got that. But I was like, oh, God, what did I do? I'm getting all these I'm sorry's. Did I did I choose the wrong thing? I haven't even started it yet. <laughs> Is this a <laughs> test and I've already failed? I know. It's like, geez, Black Mirror. That's what. That's the other thing I was kind of expecting from this is like kind of a more like because, – because unfortunately it sends you down the same ending, I believe, at yeah. least from everything I understand. Like I was thinking it would push people down more like a moral pathway where – you know, one was kind of evil and one was good, and then Netflix would be jerks about it and, like, share the stats on it and be like, well, 75% of people killed their dad because really people are assholes. I know. And you know what? I really tried to not kill my dad. I, you know, kept trying to refuse and do something else when it, because I think we got like a different option uh, the second time around. And I was like, I just, I'm not comfortable with this. I just feel like it's not going to go in a good direction. Um, so, you know, I, I did try to try to do that. Yeah, so the first time through, you have an option where it says kill your dad or do something else. And I did the other thing. And that led to a, like a roundabout way where I discovered that I was actually part of an experiment. Mm-hmm. Well, I say me like I was playing a game, but I find out that Stefan was a, was part of an experiment. Like the whole thing with his mother was fake. His dad yes. wasn't really – his dad was more of just experiment type thing. And uh, it ends up he is, like, dreaming that he kills his dad in this, like, uh, room where all the files and stuff were. Yeah. And so you pop out of that like it was a dream. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, so you're not going to kill your dad. But it then led me back to that kitchen scene. And so I didn't want to select the other option because before you only – or you basically kept going in a loop. I didn't want to get stuck in a loop. So I'm like, okay, well – Last time he killed his dad, in quotes, in a dream. So I'm like, I bet that's what this is. Mm-hmm. And that's where it just goes to shit because you kill your dad. And then it's like, hey, do you want to chop up your dad or bury him? I'm like, well, neither. Like, I, I thought I was going to wake up pretty quick. <laughs> no kidding. Where did – oh, so 
I'm I'm wondering where you got on that path, and I did not. I mean, I did get the offer to like kill my dad twice, but I didn't, except for when he was doing it in his little dream, whenever he thought he was a part of this um, PAX program, and he hit his dad with the ashtray. Yeah, so I had that dream part, and then he wakes back up, and it actually took me back, I think, to the scene where he comes into the room and I'm on the computer, and I think like I'm being... Uh, yes, I think that's where it was. So you go back to the computer where it says, who's doing this? And the second time I got PAX instead of Netflix and I got the, uh, basically the white bear symbol. Oh, the symbol. Yeah. And so that time I chose the symbol and that led me back in the kitchen where it's like, Oh, kill your dad or do something else. Again, I can't remember what the other thing was. I think, no, I'm sorry. Kill your dad or like leave. And so that path, I said, well, go ahead and kill my dad. And so he grabs the ashtray, smacks his dad in the head. And after that happens, you get two options. You get bury your dad or chop him up. So that time I decided, the first time I'm like, well, chopping up seems like gruesome, so I'm just going to bury him. And so (laughs) you bury him in the backyard. And as you're doing that, Colin's wife comes to the door at some point and is asking where he is. So if you backtrack, like on this path I was, I initially, when I did the acid, and mm-hmm. Colin and, and I are like at the, or Colin and Stefan are at the uh, the balcony, mm-hmm. they talk about saying, okay, like you should jump. And you get the choice of, do you want to jump or do you want Stefan to jump? And who did you choose? First time I chose Stefan, chose me. Oh. So when that happens, you get like flash forward four months and the game gets like a 2.5 rating. And you find out that you actually did jump and died. And it's like it got a 2.5 rating because it looks like somebody came in and finished the game. You know, and the guy's like, I feel bad about rating this because the lead developer you know, died in a tragic accident. And so then it rewinds and you get back in there. And that second time I told Colin to jump. Ah. And when you do that, his wife comes in and is like, have you seen, her? seen him? And I told her no. And then I go back and bury, bury my dad or bury Stefan's dad. I keep saying me because it feels very much like a video game, like I was playing it. It does, yeah. Well, because it's um, interactive and, and you're, it's you, at least to an extent, are making the choices. So, and in that like option, you. when you bury them, you finish the game, but then it, they find that they, you buried your dad. And so they, they end up not releasing it and the, the company goes under. Rewind that. If you go back through it and you chop your dad up, you finish the game, it sells, it's super successful. But then it's discovered that you chopped your dad up and you go to jail again. But you get a 5.0 rating on the game. So you're a success, but yeah. you don't get to revel in it because you are in jail. Yeah. Well, okay. So there, I think one of the choices you must have made that was different than mine led to a little bit of a different path. Because I, I did get way back when, uh, you know, do we want to like talk or like kill dad or shout at dad. And I I would, you know, I would say, okay, let's shout at dad for a little bit. And then followed Colin when we got to, when, when his dad took, took us to this uh, St. Juniper medical center, we followed Colin. Um, I told Colin he needed to jump. Cause I'm like, you know, screw you, dude, you're off balance. If you're so into this, you jump off the balcony and test your theory. But I loved everything that he had to say. Did he had a Philip K. Dick poster in his room too. That was mm, yeah, super yeah. cool. Um, I loved the whole, 
scene after they had dropped some acid Colin's eyes when he took his glasses off they were like yeah like they wanted to melt it was kind of like they were bulging and like droopy but they weren't quite liquefied or anything I was like if I saw that um (laughs) so did you accept the acid in there or did you did you refuse oh I took it okay I did too Always say I, yes. <laughs> so, so I was trying to think. I was like, okay, what happens if you refuse? That seems like a pretty big pivotal point. Yeah. And I find out if you refuse it, what Colin does is he slips it into your tea. Oh. So I chose like accept right away because I was like, okay, well, if I'm in this scene, like that's what I would do. And then he's kind of goes like, hey, I don't want you to feel pressured though. You do what's best for you. And I was like, oh, shit, I should have refused it. Well, then to find out that he actually slips it in your drink is kind of a dick move. Totally. So I wonder if it makes a difference then um, with how it moves forward, because regardless, you're taking the acid. It just happens to be whether or not it was your choice to do it or yeah. you were tricked into doing it. So I, I think this is like the video game, like a false, um, a false representation of like an actual choice. Like, yeah, you can take it or you can refuse it. But either way, you're going to the same point. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. You're still going on an acid trip. Interesting. Well, and what an acid trip it was. I love that whole scene, that whole scene with them. That is um, what I've heard. It's very much like. Um, And then, yes, I chose Colin to jump off the balcony. He jumps, uh, is smushed. And I'm thinking, um, that doesn't look fake to me. That looked uh, pretty damn real. Um, We get to, he goes back to the doctor and he's talking about this and he has the choice to either pull his earlobe or what it was it chewing his nails yeah I, I wrote down my choices i didn't write down both i should have wrote uh written yeah it down was a uh, chew your nail um, or uh, pull your earlobe yeah and then so i pulled the earlobe and i thought well what what i wonder what difference i, I really need to go back with my notes on what i've done and kind of do the opposite a little bit yeah, see where it takes cause, me because i did bite nail in that scenario ah. so what what he do when you said the pull his earlobe He's, well, he started to like reach up to pull his earlobe and then he like grabbed his hands and was trying to like fight the impulse because the doctor yeah. then turned back around with her little prescription pad and she was upping his dosage. And so it's like he was trying very hard to fight the impulse. Yeah. See, that was the same thing with a bite nail. He like kind of like okay. goes almost like to his mouth, but then pulls it away. Okay. I was, yeah. Well, I was curious of the, the, like, I'm like, well, what does it matter? What and, and is this either choice really going to? Is this kind of another one of those choose the music? Is it really anything that's um, going to make a huge change in the story? I don't know. Did you have him uh, take the pills or flush the pills? Uh, I had him flush the pills. Okay, I did too. Because it was um, flush or throw away, right? Uh, yeah, either flush or throw away. And I thought, well, it seems like it's the same result no matter what. Um, you're not taking them, but this way it would be like the possibility of your dad finding them if you That's what I thought, if yeah. you throw them away versus flushing them, they're going to go down the toilet and there's no evidence he's going to assume that you're taking them. Um, I really like the friggin' uh, big ass VCR he was bringing upstairs. You remember he was doing oh, that yeah. <laughs> to watch. Well, it's interesting too. Like you think about it. So, uh, did you get to the end where they were remaking the game? Uh, remaking the game. Uh, I know that there was a montage and he, oh no, I don't have that. I have something completely different. How mine went through and ended. So he creates the game, gets a five Oh rating. They find out that he killed his dad. So they, they kind of pull it off the shelves and he goes to jail. Uh, 
it flash forwards to present time. And I didn't realize this until kind of researched a little bit more, but it's Colin's daughter who is in the future and she's programming a brand new Bandersnatch game. Oh my. And when you see her working on some code, it flips through and what the game is on her screen is what we just participated in. No way. Yeah. And so like she's getting interviewed and it's like, you know, there's so much like, you know, you know, the, the original writer of Bandersnatch, what he did to his wife and then, you know, uh, Stefan, what he did. And like, it's kind of like controversial of you to do this. And she's like, well, it's, you know, it's just a game, yada, yada, yada. And then when it pulls up, you see the game that you just played essentially. And then something freezes on her and you get two options that show up underneath. It says destroy your computer or throw tea on it. Okay. See, I got to that decision, but Prior to that was not the same thing that I oh, went okay. through. So what did you I, go through on yours then? I love that. Oh, goodness. I'm having to... Sorry, I'm going back through my notes. Um, I poured tea over the computer. Before that was... And I don't know why it was, it, it meant anything. So um, he refused the offer. There was a, a this Huxley quote about madness that I really wanted to... Um, look into and I did not do any more research on talking about mom. I refused twice. Cause I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not a talker. I'm not talking about it, but I think it kind of made me, it drove me to that choice. I chose the Bermuda triangle at the record store. And then I got the option to pour the tea over the computer. Um, so I chose yes to pour the tea over the computer. It didn't like that. So I had to end in the end, talk about mom. I shouted at dad. I followed Colin. Um, where we get into the whole time as a construct. I really like that. I think we've heard, didn't we hear some of that in Altered Carbon when we were covering yeah. it? Um, I really liked when he said, and I'm paraphrasing, he said, people think you can go back and make different choices, but you but you can. That is what flashbacks are. When you make a decision, you mm, think it's yeah. your, that you're doing it, but it's not. It's a spirit connected to our world, and we just go along for the ride. Really, really liked it. Um, Colin jumps off the balcony, pull my earlobe, flush the pills. I pick up the family photo and then that's when he goes through the mirror and he becomes young Colin on the other side. And that's when he sees, um, you know, this whole program thing that he realizes that he's in a study. Um, then I choose to destroy the computer, but he doesn't do it. Instead, he questions who he is and who's trying to control him. I gave this, I chose the sign for the hieroglyph. Um, then he, I was asked if I wanted to kill dad or, or hurt dad, do something to dad. And I backed off and I said, don't kill dad, dot, dot, dot yet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ready to do this yet. We get the rabbit from dad. You know, we kept seeing this locked door over yeah. and over. And then I wondered, what does his dad do? Cause he's got this whole office. Um, I chose pack as the password where we again get, uh, through this, the eyes of him going through this controlled study. He was laced with drugs. They induces trauma. Then I gave, give the pack sign. I dialed the number for the doctor and then we ended when Stefan kills the father. He calls the doctor. They released the game anyway, even though it wasn't finished, he's in jail. Um, no one knows where Colin's at. And then I get the option to choose Netflix. Did you choose the Netflix one? I did choose the Netflix. That was the first one I chose. Oh, okay. So when I, I chose Netflix, it was kind of interesting. Cause it's like, well, tell him more. Okay. Tell him more. And he kind of like freaks out. 
And there's a part two is like as it stops, his dad comes in and is like, what, what's wrong? He starts going on about like the streaming service of the future, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and his dad's like, do we need to call the doctor? He's like, yes, please. Yes. I, I, the, from the time I hit the Choose Netflix, because I'm like, I'm so doing this. I want to see what happens. Because <laughs> um, I didn't have a clue. I was really trying to stay away from all articles. Like I was trying to find articles, um, but I thought you're not going to read them until after you've, and I knew I was probably going to get spoiled anyway, but I was like, at least go through it. Um, so I didn't know for sure what that was going to entail. And I laughed my ass off the entire time when he tells his dad he's being controlled by someone <laughs> in the future. And then he gets to his therapist's office and they're having that conversation. She's like, why could that be true? Because if it was, why wouldn't it be something more interesting than where you are now? You're like in the most ordinary place in the most ordinary part of the world. And I'm laughing my ass off and I'm like, this is so hilarious and how clever they were in yeah. writing this. And then you get the option um, to have more action. And uh, one of the options was, fuck yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, I want yeah. more action. Hell yeah. And then you can choose to fight her. And um, he says, oh, gave you gave you more action, me and my friend from the future. Um, and he's laughing as they drag him yeah. away. <laughs> you get to kick your dad in the balls. Get to, yeah, kick your dad in the balls. So with that, so I did the fuck yeah first, and he throws all the stuff on there, and she's like goes crazy as like getting ready to fight him, and I decided to jump through the window first. Okay. When you do that, he's getting ready to jump through the window, and you hear somebody yell "cut." Oh. And what damn. ends up happening is you see the director come up and is like, "Hey, what what are you doing?" He's like, "I, I was gonna, gonna jump through the window." It's like that's that's not what the scene calls for. You're supposed to fight her. There's this the big fight scene. And she calls him by his actor's name, and he's like, "No, it's it's Stefan." And so I think the way they play that is like it, it's it's the whole like third, the fourth wall, like oh, this yeah. is an act, and he got caught up in it. And so they make you redo the whole thing. And the second time through, I just said, "Yeah." Again, it's the illusion of choice because if you say "Yeah" or "Fuck yeah," it's the same thing. He goes over, knocks all the crap off the table, and you get the choice to fight or, or jump through the window. Second time through, I fought her, and that's where it kind of comes back around. But. I, I loved I loved this whole. thing. I think it was fun. I I haven't read a ton of things online as far as what people thought, but I I really enjoyed the whole like meta of of this whole thing of like who's controlling me, who's making this the, the decisions. The decisions are out of my hands. You know, Stefan's going through all of this. I really like. Because this was like an ultimate breakthrough, the fourth wall when they had the whole Netflix thing there at the yeah. end, and um, to I me, was a, I loved it. I was it. a little worried that was like jump the shark. I'm like, ah, uh, this is like where it goes. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of glad they kind of made that like just a dead end road. Yeah, I I really I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was clever. Um, and I gotta give Charlie Brooker. He's just becoming one of my new heroes and, and I mean, has been cause I'm a big black mirror fan, but I think this was really clever. And just from the articles and, and things that I read about what it took to create these, I, I thought it was a super fun ride and I really enjoyed it. And I'm definitely now that, now that the holidays are kind of over and things are kind of chilling a little bit, um, I can, you know, because I didn't get to like sit through it and spend a whole afternoon to just go through all the different scenarios. I thought, well, I'm going to devote some time to it, but if it keeps going too long, I'm going to have to quit. Um, 
because I, I had something I had to do later that day. And so I was like, well, I've got this much time and I'm going to allow myself that time. Um, so I, I'm really excited to go, even though I know some of the other endings, to go back through. Some well, I think ones. too, because I stopped it to, to put uh, the kiddo to bed. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to it, I was like, well, I'm just going to restart it so I can do the no thing and call it a night. Yeah. And when you go to restart it, it says, hey, by doing this, all of your stuff is going to be swiped and you're going to be starting from scratch. Right. So I'm not sure how long they'll hold on to it. But if you go back to it now on the same device, you may have the same starting point if you just paused it. That's true. And I think that they recommended that I believe whenever I was reading, and it might be in the news, but I remember reading in in an article, the director said they would recommend, and it might be Annabelle Jones, who's a co-writer with Charlie Brooker, said that we recommend that if, if you know, that um, you continue on through it, like if you want to go back, because mm. like, it, it gives you options at any point, you can kind of go back and, and kind of start back at a different point, or you can exit to the credits. So it, they, she said it's better to do that than just end it and then start over that I guess it kind of goes into different directions. So um, unfortunately, I don't know. I'd have to try to see if I can pick up where I left off uh, where I was at that point. But um, I thought it was super fun and I had a, a, you know, a good time with it and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I'm sure they probably, with all the work that went into this, they probably won't be doing another one anytime soon is yeah. my guess. And I'm kind of glad, glad because so this really felt like it kind of played on all the cliches I think you would get from from a choose your own adventure thing. Like mm-hmm. it was based on a video game. The questions being asked: Well, who's really in control? Is it you know? Is it Stefan? Is it you, the viewer? Is it Charlie Brooker, the Black Mirror you know group? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it Netflix? Like who? Or is it a higher power? Are you being controlled? Exactly. And so I think if you tried to redo this, you you couldn't play on those themes. You'd have to try to find something else. And so that would just be a choose your own adventure story. Because if you try to throw those same things in there, I think it's going to be even more predictable and probably be less of an experience. Because I feel like this is what this is. This is like an experience movie. Yeah. You know, I think back of like, um, I'm not a big 3D movie fan, but when I went and saw, um, fuck, what was that big 3D? It's basically like Pocahontas in the future. Um, it was by the dude that did Titanic. Um, oh, Avatar. Avatar. Like, Avatar was like a thing because it was like the first really good 3D movie. Yeah. And you go and you get to like just have this experience. But <laughs> after that, it's like, I don't want to go and watch Avatar again, or I don't really want to go and watch like, you know, Avengers in 3D. That's me personally. But it was just kind of that experience. That's what I think you get here. It is kind um, of a one, almost like a one time kind of thing and and it's yeah. funny that you bring that up. the the one movie i've seen in 3d uh was jackass 3d so oh nice <laughs> that was my experience with it. i'm a huge jackass and johnny knoxville fan oh so man i used to watch that like, all the time when i was younger <laughs> my kiddo and i still watch to this day um jackass movies over and over again and we watch the old mtv episodes we have yeah. we went and bought the <laughs> we went and dug them up somewhere on dvd that's and we awesome. still watch them and crack up every time. But yeah, I saw Jackass 3D because I'd never seen a movie in 3D before, and I thought, well, this is the one to do it. And maybe um, maybe that's what they could do. The choose your own adventure is like a Jackass version. It's like, all right, you're Steve-O. Do you want to staple your asshole shut, or do you want to chug this bleach <laughs> with a fish in it? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I totally get it. And and since I've I've had that experience, it, I don't think it really matters what movie it is anymore. I'm like I'm good. I don't need to go see yeah. another 3D movie, at least not for some time. Anyway, 
so I mean, they're really the only type. I got, I guess, two things. One, uh, you know, I've kind of mentioned it multiple times that this felt very video gamey to me. Yeah, and I actually kind of had to take breaks a couple mm-hmm. times because I do even too. when I even when I play video games, I'm like an hour at most. Yeah, and like movies and stuff, I can sit and watch. But if it's video games, like about an hour in, I'm like, all right, I need a break. Like. I think that goes back to like hearing my grandparents maybe be like, oh my God, kids, all they do is play video games these days. And that's instilled something deep in my brain. So maybe they're controlling me. But, uh-huh. but the other thing I thought was interesting. So like I said, there's kind of, there's three different people in this uh, movie that have tried to build a Bandersnatch game. Or actually, some kind of Bandersnatch thing. There was the book where he ends up killing his wife and beheading her. Mm-hmm. There's the 80s video game where he ends up killing his dad and beheading him. And then there's this new one where it's Colin's daughter who is creating a futuristic Netflix game. So it's to me, this is just a really cool movie idea in general. Like This could be a, a trilogy of movies. You know, It's like the curse of Bandersnatch. And then, <laughs> and then you make the video game for it. But like... You know, when you got past all the ideas of this kind of choose your own adventure kind of thing, the the story itself I thought was pretty strong. And I was pretty impressed with it, especially when you look at it in those pieces. Yeah, I liked that whole backstory of the novel that he was basing the video game off of this book. I thought that had a very interesting story. I did not get to the part with Colin's daughter, but I thought I you talking about that, that sounds very interesting to me. That's why I'd like to go back and, and try all that. I love the whole theme of who's in control. Cause I think that we, I think kind of question that maybe not every day, but I think at least all of us have at least one time in our lives questioned, you know, am I really in control of my life? Do you believe oh, yeah. that you make your own fate to quote Linda Hamilton from Terminator or, um, you know, do we just throw it all up and leave it to, you know, to whatever, if you believe in a higher power, do you believe that, you know, you're, you're really like controlled and your path is already, you know, set forth that is, you know, you're just along this path and you're just kind of along for the ride and it's already chosen for you. Or do you believe that you make your own way? So I really liked that whole aspect of it. Cause I, I really think it makes it relatable and that's something that we can all, you know, kind of relate to something that we've all questioned. And I thought it was super fun, um, to have that like kind of theme thrown in there. And I think all the other stuff was just, uh, uh, you know, gravy on top of the yummy mashed potatoes. Yeah. I don't have too many, like what I'd call like issues. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is what you call an issue, but there's this like, belief that some people have where they feel like they're in the Truman show. And this has a point. Uh It's like the Truman show is about a guy, reality TV, he's being washed and everything. Right. And doesn't know it and doesn't know it. And I always had this thought and I've told like a lot of people about this and rich always fucks with me when I do. I'm like, what if like they put that movie out to like make me think like, yeah, like that's not possible. Right. Mm -hmm. And Richard is always a jerk. I was like, yeah, right. Not possible. Uh, (laughs) Like acts like he's going to chloroform me. Uh-huh. But but that's the same thing here. It's like as I'm sitting here like making these choices, I'm kind of like, what happens if like there's some overload? Like what if we're in the Matrix and yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, like we're going to put this in here so these stupid, you know, computer generated people think they're actually making choices when they're not. They're like, oh, look, he's going to podcast today. Look at him. <laughs> like we're just little puppets for someone's amusement and, yeah. and entertainment. And I don't want to, I don't, that I could not, I would not want that to be true at all. I mean, I definitely like 
to to think I have control and and the decisions I make and that I'm the one making those and not anyone else guiding me that way. Um, so I don't like the idea of that, but I did I did like this, even though we had some guidance along the way. We were kind of getting pushed and nudged and pushed and nudged. Like I said, I was forced to talk about mom when I didn't want to. I accept I refused twice kept trying to say, no, don't want to kill my dad. Um, but you kind of always got led down where they kind of wanted you to go. But it sounds like some of the choices did have some um, alternate paths because you got to experience some things that I didn't. But I'm excited to go to go back and do it again. Do you think you would recommend this to, and have you since you've watched it, to your friends and folks that might enjoy Black Mirror? Yeah, I feel like of all the Netflix things where – you know, because I always feel like with Netflix, the the thing that they have trouble with is like, how do we get people to be like, oh my god, this will make me buy Netflix? Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of those experiences that would, you know, like if if my parents or somebody I knew like was interested, in like, oh, I, th- I heard about that, like it made me think about. It. I'm like, yeah, go ahead and do it and try it. It's kind of cool. It's worth the nine ninety nine for the month or the free trial. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I d- I definitely would suggest it to people. Yeah, I'm the same, or at least to folks that I think would enjoy Black Mirror in general, or people that I know um, that would that would like something like that. I think sometimes uh, I know Black Mirror is hugely popular. Um, thank goodness, because it is brilliant. Um, but I think it's still some people, you know, aren't quite ready for some of that dark and twisty yeah. things that you get from from Black Mirror. And this can certainly get very dark and twisty in some places, um, even I- though it is a, a fun little twist. And choose your own adventure. So I had a lot of fun with it, and um, I'm I'm glad they did it. So yeah, me too. That's my final verdict on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think it was a good idea. It was unique. It was different. Um, so, and I thought that it was well done. I agree. I agree. Um, I really don't think I had any other notes. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention about the movie or episode, video game, whatever we're calling this thing? No, I mean, uh, the ending was kind of um, a little bit of a mindfuck where you kind of get the future jump because it was do- happening during the credits. Yeah. And so, like, I was waiting for the credits to end, but the movie to still pe- be going. Mm. So that kind of messed with me a little bit. But, um, no, that's pretty much all I had. I liked it. I'm excited to go back. And um, even if I have to start over, I'm excited to do it again uh, because some of the Black Mirror episodes are really great. I've watched others um, over again, so I'm excited to do this one too see where it takes me. I think there was an in, something that happened in the end credits, and I think I just quit. So like I said, I had something I had to do, and I'm like, okay, I've, I've got through that. I was really giggled the whole, you know, Netflix thing. Um, and, and you know, the the adults were like, look at him like, are you mad? You know, what are you, <laughs> what, what is a streaming service? I have no idea what you're talking about. God, can you try, could you imagine trying to explain that to somebody in the eighties? Like, no, it's it's they call it the internet. What's the internet? What the I fuck know. is the internet? See, the internet wasn't even around and it's 1984 for crying yeah. out loud. I mean, I clearly remember that. Um, so yeah, that, that would be hilarious. And I can't even imagine the looks that you would get. So that's awesome. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope everyone else uh, listening did too, but I guess we'll find out when we get to our feedback section what people thought. So if you didn't have anything else to say, I've said I think what I need to say. We'll probably have some more conversing as we go along um, here, but we're going to go ahead and jump into some news. And again, um, if you hadn't already caught on uh, as we were talking about the episode and other alternate endings, um, there are spoilers um, that I'm going to cover in the news. So if there isn't anything additional that you want to watch, this is your warning um, now. So... 
this one article from Entertainment Entertainment Weekly um, has all of the possibilities um, in the Bandersnatch episode or movie, however you like to refer to it. And these are ranked in terms of general awful, awfulness, sorry, from greatest to least, uh, barring the false endings that just force you back to your last choice and also barring whatever secret endings Charlie Brooker hid somewhere in the episode that we haven't found yet because I did hear there were some hidden things. Um, number 10, Stefan finds out his entire life has been a massive science experiment or PAX. Um, even though this ending involves no murder, it's still easily the worst ending for poor Stefan. Murder is a terrible thing that happens. Finding out your entire life is a psychological study meant to manipulate you and the man you thought was your father is really just a stranger being paid by the government to record you and your drug, your food. is so psychologically devastating that there's no possible way back. This ending just doesn't ruin Stefan's life. It completely demolishes him. This ending... Thanos snaps Stefan's entire existence. His mom wasn't even his mom. Horrible. Sorry, Stefan. I agree. That was terrible. That was devastating. Um, so number nine, Stefan buries his dad, kills Colin, and is arrested for murder. Bandersnatch isn't released. So if you chose to bury Stefan's recently ashtray murdered father, the neighbor's dog will eventually take up the body, sending poor Stefan to prison. All you think if he keeps talking about Netflix, you should really be able to get off on insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Stefan buries his dad, doesn't kill Colin, and is arrested for murder. Bandersnatch isn't released. Um, that looks like, oh, the first one was kills Colin. Number eight is doesn't kill Colin. Um, so if you let Colin go or if Kitty comes to the door instead, it means Stefan only commits a single murder, which is, you know, a little better. Number seven, Stefan kills his dad, calls the therapist, and is arrested for murder. Bandersnatch gets 2.5 stars. Um Number six, Stefan chops up his dad. Game gets five out of five stars before Stefan is arrested. Holy crap. Yeah, that's um, the one I finished on. Jeez. I mean, it's like, well, you did this terrible thing, but hey, your game is, is successful. Yeah. Um, number five, Stefan jumps off the balcony and Bandersnatch is unfinished, disturbing, and weird. Um Number four, Stefan goes back in time, gets on the train with his mother, and then dies in the therapist's office in the present day. I did not see that one. Did yeah, you get to that? I didn't get that one either. I talked with my buddy Rich a little bit, and he ended up getting that one too. I guess what happens is you go, you find your rabbit, your mom misses her train still, but she's like, oh, we can make the next train. Which I, did you get the part where how she died? Yes. So the, you basically, the train derailed. Yeah, so you basically see you and her getting on that train, and as it's getting ready to crash or whatever, you wake up in the therapist office, but you die there. Wow. Yeah, that one's yeah. pretty like dark. Jeez, I really got to go back. Um, number three, turns out Stefan is just an actor doing a scene, and he just lost track of reality. <laughs> That's the one you get if you don't fight her, but you jump through the window and you're telling your therapist about Netflix. Okay. So, yeah. And number two is Stefan takes his pills and Bandersnatch is uninspired, but just fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think that with this one that it's, a, you know, they say that they they don't uh, like creative people don't like to be on any type of medication or something that might mm. suppress them or whatever. And I, I totally thought that made sense, too, when Colin takes him to his place and gives him acid to, like, open him up yeah. and expand his mind. Um, I feel that has been used so much throughout with so many creative people 
with so many inventions and things in the world that we have is probably um, thanks to LSD. So thanks. Uh, number <laughs> The number one is Stefan works on the game at Tuckersoft and Bandersnatch gets zero stars. Hey, guess what? Sometimes games don't succeed and that can happen for a lot of reasons. Um, so that one, that one, you kind of got whipped back around anyway. But... So the next one we have is from The Hollywood Reporter. Again, there are spoilers in here. We're going to talk a little bit about um, some Easter eggs, Black Mirror Easter eggs in this episode. We all love our Easter eggs. Um, So the Metalhead reference is a clear nod to Black Mirror Season 4 episode Metalhead. You brought that one up, Sean. Uh, We all remember that one with the robotic killer dogs. Um, That's what I'm just saying. There's so much that's what was so great about this episode with this technology and how it just – it can – you know, ruin people. And that's what we get so much from Black Mirror. Just like makes you more aware that maybe this isn't the best thing for us, right? Um, So Brooker's famous for laying Easter eggs within Black Mirror episodes that connect the stories to the larger universe. David Slade, who directed both the episode Metalhead and the film Bandersnatch, he actually fought this call out. He says, we were looking for games that Colin Rittman uh, had written and Metalhead seemed like it would be a good one to do because the chase scene is kind of a platform game. Um, Nosedive became the falling game, a real game. But David thought the Metalhead egg was too obvious. Uh, Russell McLean, who produced Bandersnatch, tells a Hollywood reporter, Slade adds, I really didn't see the need for it, but that's just me. Uh, the Nosedive game, which is told titled nosedive in bandersnatch is now a real game that can be played thanks to savvy viewers decoding the post credits easter egg left for them by brooker an uncovered Tuckersoft site lead lets viewers play that game if they have a zx spectrum emulator what what did i just what did i just read (laughs) i don't know it's a game and nerdy thing that i'm not like i have a ps4 that's it like make it easy on me Yep, I got a PS4. That's about as far as I get the gaming system. If anyone wants to let us know if you've actually played this nosedive game and found this Easter egg, um, it's, I'm sure it's all over the place. And just let me know what the hell it is. Is it cool or does it suck? I don't know. Um, the secret Tuckersoft site actually contains several references to other Black Mirror episodes, including Metalhead and Season 2's White Bear, which is where viewers, viewers will, will recall they first saw the Bandersnatch symbol, the branching narrative glyph that consumes Stefan as he develops his Bandersnatch computer game in the meta story. Tuckersoft, as a matter of fact, holds a lot of weight within the Black Mirror universe. Uh, though the company dismantles in one of the main endings of Bandersnatch, it will eventually be reborn as TCKR, uh, the tech company that has been referenced in a handful of other Black Mirror episodes, including San Junipero, Playtest, and Black Museum. The three season three episode Playtest, a video game-themed horror starring Wyatt Russell, even foreshadowed Bandersnatch by including a review for the game on a magazine cover. Um, going to skip yeah, through. That, that's pretty cool. So... After I finished it, I was looking through Twitter, and the Black Mirror Twitter account mm-hmm. had like four or five different posts that said, hey, we've been talking about Bandersnatch for a long time. Oh. And they showed a bunch of these different things that kind of showed like this is a connected universe. Like maybe the – like I've heard like people theorizing that maybe this is uh, um, Stefan's uh, white bear uh-huh. Situation. So he's continuously reliving all these things because he actually did kill his dad. So they're making him relive it like they did that one girl in that 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 episode. Mm-hmm. Um. So kind of kind of cool little like bringing all this universe together. 
Yeah, it's amazing how they're able to bring all this in. And one other fun little thing that I've seen uh, little whispers about is this. And they say, since Bandersnatch takes place in 1984 and before all of the Black Mirror episodes, could it function as a prequel to the entire uh, series? Um, he says, well, I think you will find, as Colin Rittman explained, that there are many, many realities in universes. So I guess this probably opens up one of them, Brooker tells um, The Hollywood Reporter. With the Easter eggs and with the wide mythology surrounding the show, it's useful for us to think of it that it's a nice note, nod for superfans who notice that Tucker Soft becomes TCKR or Tucker. It can function like that. Book- Brooker, who wrote Bandersnatch and every Black Mirror episode, then goes on to clarify that the Easter eggs, no matter how big or small, are not meant to pull a viewer out of a specific story, and he doesn't let it control the creative process. He says, with any of our episodes, you can watch them in any order, and you don't need to know any of this stuff. It's there as an extra bit of texture for fans of the show. There are lots of variants of other episodes within Bandersnatch, but I don't have an atlas to the Black Mirror universe. <laughs> I bet someone does, Charlie, if you'd like to see it. Um, <laughs> I think that would start restricting what we can do. We always prefer to go in and include a nod to something else if it's logical and fun, but we don't like to be bound by that. Um, Annabelle Jones, who's also an executive producer, says about the Easter egg, she uh, she says, like the multiple endings in Bandersnatch, they're supposed to be satisfying additives to the story. One of the prominent images is the glyph, the branching narrative device. Illustration was something we used in the early episode White Bear, where our protagonist was having to relive day after day of the same awful experience. Um, so you lean on that thematically, and it hopefully becomes satisfying to the people who notice it, and to the people who don't, then it's not a factor. Um, so a little bit also up in the air, the fifth season of Black Mirror is set to arrive in 2019. We do not have a release date. Um, apparently Bandersnatch is a standalone episode or movie, however you like to view it. Um, there has been no release date as to the fine or to the rest of the season, um, of Black Mirror. So, and I believe that was because in part they said that doing this interactive, uh, episode as they did was this, uh, equivalent to writing four episodes of Black Mirror. So it pushed it back. It delayed it. Trying to release this and get this done um, delayed the rest of the season. So FYI with a little bit of extra news there. Okay. I've got one more article and I'm going to try to go through it really quickly because it talks a little bit about the format and how they were able to pull this off because I thought this was pretty cool. I was very curious how they were going to do this. And even after reading the article, I still don't understand it. So maybe somebody can explain it to me. This is from Variety and this was an interview with Charlie Brooker. It says Netflix was ready to bring the same, uh, the same format that they've used. I guess they have some interactive children's shows. Um, I don't go on the kids view, you know, the, how they have like the kids um, version of Netflix or whatever with lots of little kids shows. I guess they have some interactive ones for kids. I don't go on Black Mirror for Kids. Black Mirror for Kids. We need a Black Mirror for Kids. Let's see Charlie Brooker come up with something like that. Um, I don't childhoods one kid at a time. We might as well start them early, I say. Yeah, that's get right. all Get all that innocence knocked out of them early. Um, I totally believe that. Um, so <laughs> they asked them, I guess Black Mirror approached... Charlie Brooker and the creators about doing this. And he said um, during a uh, recent interview, he recalled his initial response when they approached him about doing this interactive uh, Black Mirror. And he said, no fucking way. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I guess Annabelle Jones also agreed. Um, she said to me, they always felt a bit gimmicky, but when they started to discuss ideas for future episodes of the show, a few weeks later, they came up with a plot that really only worked as an interactive movie. Um, at that point, it was pretty simple, recalled Brooker. Um, so they go on to tell a little bit about how they came up with these choices um, and how they couldn't exactly do what they were already doing for the young viewers, like in the kids, the way that they have it set up for kids shows, because adult audiences, he says, require more complexity, which can be a huge logistical challenge. So Netflix engineers built the company's very own script writing tool for branched narratives, dubbed Branch Manager. So this tool mm. allows creatives to build complex narratives that include Loops, guiding viewers back to the main story when they strayed too far, giving them a chance of a do-over, do if you will, something that Jones and Brooker artfully incorporated into the story. At one point, one of the key characters even tells Stefan that he chose the wrong path, leading him to realize, I should try again. Bandersnatch comes with five possible endings. Viewers who choose the quickest path and decide against any do-overs can make it through the film in around 40 minutes. The average viewing time is around 90 minutes. So that's all the news that I have. I'll if anyone wants these articles, I'm happy to post them or give links and such because some of these are kind of long, kind of complex, and they really go into some detail about how they um, really technically went into creating this and this um, tool that they used to to create this interactive story. Um, the one last little tidbit I'm going to throw out there because we got this announcement. Did everyone stay up at midnight on New Year's Eve and see the big news? Yeah. Yeah. So Stranger Things, guys, if you haven't seen it, um, all over social media by now, we posted it on our sites as well, but it's all over social media. Stranger Things has announced the season three, or I should say Netflix and Stranger Things announced season three return date of July 4th, 2019. Uh, and people are already dissecting the shit out of that poster. They uh, are. Seen, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I haven't went too deep into some of it, but I started to see tidbits because I, for one, can't believe I actually stayed up to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for real, I, haven't, I probably haven't stayed up um, to midnight in a few years um, on New Year's, but I was up and they were teasing an announcement and I was like, well, shit, now I have <laughs> to stay up. So I stayed up waited to see what happened and then got this. And I thought, okay, well it was totally worth it. Um, I'm slightly disappointed. We have to wait that long. Yeah. That's still a little bit. I like that. They're kind of putting it around holidays though. Like you had Halloween, now you got 4th of July and it fits around that time. That's true. Like, like this seems to take place around 4th of July with the fireworks in summertime. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I guess we're not going to get any fun Halloween stuff or fun Halloween costumes like we did, you know, last year. It was so fun seeing all of them in their Ghostbusters um, costumes and, and seeing everyone dressed up. And um, But that's okay. I, I think not that it's a, it's not a terrible choice. I just I'm bummed that we have to just wait that long for it. Um, but that's okay. We'll find lots of fun things to do between now and then as we have um, since we haven't. Gosh. It's been a year, hasn't it? Yeah, it was last. Yeah, it's been over a year. So because it was be, October when it started yeah. last year, and so we are coming close to two years. Oh, and 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 what have we done? Well, anyway, that is all that I have for the news. We are ready for some listener feedback. One of my favorite parts of the show. Sean, why don't you take that first one for me, please? 
All right. Our first one comes from Tony Douglas. So I watched it with my daughter and we didn't like it. The idea that you get to choose the fate of characters is entertaining, but we played for hours and really they lead you to where they want you to go. Soundtrack was good. Weird seeing record stores and now they aren't around anymore. I love the 80s. Yeah, that threw me off when you saw the record store. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something about, like, I really kind of miss the going in the day of a release of a CD and picking it up. Oh, don't you miss that? Yeah. I mean, because now it's like, oh, it's on iTunes. I like, get it at midnight. Awesome. Well, actually, it, even now it's like, oh, they released half the album on Spotify. It takes the fun and the thrill. I know that they do try to build up to these album releases, but it's really nothing like having yeah. to wait till it is released in the store. And it probably, yeah, record stores may not be as prominent as what they used to be, but you know, I was just in Nashville a few weeks ago and walking up and down Broadway and there are a couple, you know, you can walk up and down and, and, you know, there are record stores, um, you can buy old records. They have newer records. I do not have a record player, but I love just having records just yeah, because but, it takes uh, me back. There was something about opening up that plastic and then popping I that know. out and throw it in your car on the way home. I know. Rolling the windows down in the middle of December saying, everybody's listening to my fucking music. I know. And then thinking that, you know, you got there before everyone else yeah. and you're the first one to be jamming to it. I, my first really big deal record release waiting for it to come out was Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. I know that really ages me, but I, was, I wasn't driving, I'll tell you that. But I did um, immediately made my mom, when she got home, I was like, you have to take me to the <laughs> store now. And I had to go purchase it. And I immediately ran home and popped it in my boom box. Yes, I said boom box. <laughs> and blast. I had all my windows open in the house and blasted that throughout all the neighborhood, and I do not apologize for it whatsoever. I thought I was hot shit that I'm the first one playing this record every <laughs> over everyone. I love the 80s it's cassette tape, but I did have some records. I used to play my mom's old ABBA 45s all the time when I was a kid. All right, next one's from Don Elizabeth. I liked it. I didn't play along the first time and at the end. It seems to show you all the endings that were possible. I say that with a question mark as I'm not sure of this as I didn't play all possible choices. I have started it again, making choices, and I'm curious to see where it goes. I did like the story and the acting. As far as I know, this is totally unique, and I really wonder how they did it. One thing I did notice, and while I don't want to give spoilers as there are so many endings, I'll go ahead. In one where Stefan dies, I could swear I saw his finger twitch. Didn't know if that was an error or it actually meant something. Did anyone else catch it? Oh, I didn't get that ending. Uh, Did you? Yeah. When he, uh, I'm guessing it's when he jumped off the balcony, it looked like he was kind of twitching a little bit, which I thought was just like a gross, like, you know, like they say when people die from things oh, like Oh, the that, little kinda, yeah, nerves spasms. and yeah, the weird stuff that happens when the, like those ner neurons and impulses yeah. in your body. And ugh. Um, I didn't get that ending, so I didn't. I didn't get get that, and I can't speak to that. But um, hey, we're all full of spoilers this this episode because we're talking about all the different endings, and we're talking about probably endings that maybe other people didn't get. So hopefully, everyone realized that right away before you heard something that you didn't. Because I don't know how else to do this episode. Except yeah, for, full for of sure. Spoilers. I think we did really good with it. Actually, I'm pretty yeah. impressed. Yeah. Well, we're pretty awesome, Sean. So. 
Thank you guys for that bit of feedback. We have a couple of voicemails. The first voicemail that uh, we're going to play is from Laura Willie Swink. This um, feedback she left this week happens to be on um, Haunting of Hill House. So we just completed that, if you guys didn't already know. So we'll give that a play. Hello, Raina and Sean. This is Laura calling. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time to call in for the final episode of The Haunting of Hill House due to all the Christmas activities, but um, I love the show so much. I just had to drop you a line about that finale because I had so much to say, and you guys did a fantastic job of covering the series. You caught so many of the clues that I didn't even realize until they were revealed, so great job, guys. A couple things I wanted to say was about the house. I do think I agree with uh, Rima that the house was the big bad in this series. Um, If if you've ever read The Shining, um, not so much seen the movie, I think Stephen King's biggest hang-up with Stanley Kubrick about the film was that in the book, um, it, it's, the, it's the hotel that is the sentient being and the evil mm-hmm. in um, the story. It, it wasn't Jack Torrance, it was the house, and it fed on his weakness because of his alcoholism, but the reason it wanted that family was because of Danny. He was psychic, and the house... Um, for for the hotel, I'm sorry, for the, for the um, Overlook Hotel, his psychic ability was like the greatest feast, you know, it gave it tons of energy. And so in Hill House, you, we have a whole family of gifted psychic people. There was Olivia and um, Theo, and I do believe the twins had some psychic ability. I believe even Shirley and Stephen did, but, you know, they they just didn't um, express it as much as some of the other kids did. But, um, yeah, the house was uh, this living being. I think it's described enough times that we should know this is an an evil, sentient thing that devours souls. And the ghosts living within the house, they could be malevolent or benevolent, but they're kind of trapped there. So, you know... um, I really didn't think anything, any one person in this um, series was a big bad. It was the house itself. And um, I don't know about you, Sean, but I loved the ending so much. I didn't see it as a happy ending. I actually saw it as bittersweet because, again, we lose Hugh, we lose Nell. um, But the family is able to take these types of tragedies and move on with their lives and um, I agree with Mike Flanagan, you know, it was Hugh's sacrifice that enabled the family to move on and, and continue to live because he chose to stay there with Nell and Olivia. And it's not a happy place, in my opinion, to be living in this house and not being able to see life or move on to whatever afterlife there might be. They're, they're just kind of stuck there. So I, I loved the ending. I thought it was perfect. Um, the scene with Nell talking to her siblings broke my heart, but I also love how she came in the door and she was almost speaking backwards. She, she started with the end of what she was saying and ended with the start, almost the way that Olivia was writing backwards. And I thought it had an interesting, um, that made an interesting point about time Mm. in that, you know, time is not linear, but it's circular and, and she's kind of coming into the room speaking in these circles, which I thought was really kind of cool. Um, Good I catch. Defend poor Steve a little bit. I know he gets a, a <laughs> lot of hatred, but I thought, you know, when he was younger, he tried so hard to be a good brother. 
a good big brother to his siblings, you know, really wanted to help out his dad and everything. You know, he was a good kid, and I have a feeling that all the tragedy and trauma of what happened in the house just really messed him up. Um, he became this kind of shut-off person, didn't want to, you know, experience life, but through his writing. And yeah, it, what he did with his wife and his lying about his vasectomy was definitely a huge misstep and, you know, very difficult to forgive. But I think if we see in the final scene, uh, we see Lee and she's pregnant, but it is two years later. So it did take some time. It's not like they immediately reconciled. I imagine they went to some couples counseling. Um, it, it probably took quite a while for them to come to that reconciliation because it is two years later and she is finally pregnant. So, um, you know, Steve wasn't the most likable character, but I think I just understood him and I don't think he intentionally tried to be a douchebag. I just think he was, like his siblings, very messed up from the events of his past. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, yeah, aside from the house, I believe that Poppy is one of the malevolent spirits in the house, and I believe that she did kill her children. I think if you go back and read some, mm. of it, read into some of the things she's saying to Olivia, um, I think she might have been the one who killed her children, and for the same reason that she was trying to talk Olivia into killing her children because she was afraid of them growing up and going into the big, mean world. And I didn't see Olivia as being malevolent either. She was just frightened. Poppy put this evil seed of fear in her head that the world was going to eat up her two little ones and she became very afraid of them. I mean, if you saw an image of your child dead as an adult, that might scare the hell out of you of ever letting them go. So, you know, I think Poppy put that fear into Olivia and um, she kind of drove her insane. And um, at the end when, um, what, what was I talking about? I'm sorry. I'll try and cut this part out. <laughs> uh, and that whole uh, scene with Olivia um, fearing for the future of her children and then Hugh telling her that as parents they have to let them go and let them grow up and make their own mistakes felt very personal to me as the mother of an older child right now and just those struggles of, you know, when to let go, when to let them move ahead and make their own mistakes in life and and just being there to support them but also having to watch them as you know they're struggling is very difficult and I think I uh, relate to Olivia on some points there. So um, if you listen to it, um, I, I think I saw this on a YouTube video, you get some little clues as to Mr. Dudley's lineage and uh, I think he was talking to Hugh down in the basement about how his mother used to uh, work in the house and that sometimes at night she'd go outside and be as if she was talking to someone and giggling. I think some people have theorized that she was having an affair with William Hill, the owner of the house, hmm. the bowler hat man, and that Mr. Dudley is actually William Hill's illegitimate child, which um, gives a little bit of credence and explanation as to why he and Mrs. Dudley won't leave the, you know, won't leave the house. They continue to maintain it and um, why they have stayed there for so long. So as I said in my short comment, this was my favorite show of 2018. Um, I'd like to see some future seasons, but I agree with Remet. I don't want to see them unless they're good. I would love to see maybe some stories of the other ghosts who live in the house. Although 
I do kind of like that they set this one in um, our modern era. So if they could set some in the past and still make them interesting, I would love to see that. Uh, oh, one final thought was um, Steve wasn't leaving the house at the end. I believe that when Hugh died, Steve inherited the custodianship of the house. So it is now his job, as it was Hugh's job, to uh, guard the house, make sure nobody goes back there, essentially make the house starve for souls, but to maintain the house so that all the spirits currently living there can stay there. So I believe now... Um, Another reason that it wasn't a happy ending is that Steve has got this burden on his shoulders now of this custodianship of Hill House, and I thought that was really interesting as well. Anyhow, those are my thoughts. Thanks, guys, so much for your coverage. I am going to watch Black Mirror and hopefully send you some uh, feedback on that as well. Happy New Year. Bye. That was awesome. Thank you, Laura, yeah, as always. <laughs> You guys haven't had a chance. Haunting of Hill House is a great, great season, to, a series to watch. So jump into that and check it out. Absolutely. And she adds in her note, I'll just say for your sake, Sean, when she was talking about the show being a happy ending, she said she was actually responding to viewers of the series who dismissed the ending as a typical happy ending. She said she wasn't really directing that towards you, but thought otherwise. Mm. So she wasn't picking on you just in case you thought that. Thanks, Laura. Uh, that was no great. Offense. Great. Um, feedback, such a great, um, I'm still not over that at uh, that series at all. And I can't wait to go back and rewatch, um, and, and like pick up on, cause I feel like we've probably gotten so many clues, um, throughout that. So I'm anxious to go back. Okay. We also have, um, a voicemail from our good friend, Steve Brown. Hey, Sean, this is Steve and, uh, just finished, um, I guess my First full watch through Bandersnatch, I guess you could say that, because I went ahead and, and hit the end to credits choice instead of going back to one of my previous choices. Um, wow, uh, this uh, is really good. I uh, I don't think it, it kind of frustrated me because I had to watch it on my my iPad. So I'm looking forward to the day when the interface works with the Apple TV or that you can screen mirror it because I couldn't get the screen mirroring to work um, and watch it on a full-size TV. But, uh, wow, um, pretty cool. Um, I, I won't go into all the choices that I made, but uh, I did twice. I got to the option where you could end to credits uh, once I did get the go back option or twice, I guess twice I got the go back option twice. I got the into credits option and I did the end to credits on the second time. I do want to say the one thing, uh, because I want to get this in before you guys record is uh, it, I really was excited when Colin started, uh, Colin, not Colin, Stefan started talking back, uh, real, realizing that he was being controlled. That really, that was the, I think, the coolest thing of all for me. So I uh, can't wait to hear what you guys uh, thought of it and uh, talk to you later. Cool. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Well, hopefully everyone enjoys our coverage. <laughs> I felt like I'm a little bit all over the place with it. Um, this one was a challenge to cover. 
um, because there are so many different options and there's not like one definitive ending, right? So, um, or path, everybody has their different paths and, and how they got there and their endings. So hopefully everyone um, enjoyed our feedback and if not, it's okay. Um, yeah, it was kind of an experimental movie and it was kind of an experiment with how we did this because it's kind <laughs> exactly. of the first movie we covered. It was an odd one, but I thought it was interesting to talk about because this is kind of one of those that's like, it's almost like when you go and like study, it's like, oh my God, did you know that if you add these neurons, you get this? You're like, no, how the fuck did you get that? We got a test tomorrow. Exactly. This this definitely felt like that, um, but I had a lot of fun with it. So hopefully you guys stuck with us uh, through to the end. And if you did, we really appreciate it. Um, and thank you to everyone who left some feedback on, uh, I kind of threw it out there. The holidays, man, the holidays kind of threw me. So I, I really put that post out there kind of late. So I, I appreciate everyone that contributed and um, has um, communicated with us about it and shared their thoughts. Um, and we appreciate you writing in and leaving those awesome voicemails and taking the time, especially because it is the holidays. And we know that everyone is really busy and has other things going on. So the fact that you guys took the time away from that um, really means a lot. So thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, so we will actually be going ahead and taking a week off and kind of getting some plans together for our next series and also somebody's birthdays next week. Uh, until then uh, so a week from next Friday we will discuss Netflix movie Cam Uh, so the description of this movie is Alice an ambitious Cam girl wakes up one day to discover she's been replaced on her show with an exact replica of herself and I want to let you guys know that it's Cam girl and Cams and I did not choose this movie I was (laughs) the one that brought it up Full disclosure, I'm the one that mentioned this one. So if we get in too deep, I only have myself to blame. This uh, I, full disclosure, Sean did not have. Um, this was not his idea. It's all me. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to cover that one. It's gotten some some great reviews. I think it's kind of different uh, from what weird, I saw. Yeah. I saw. I don't think I saw a full trailer. I kind of saw you know like when you're sitting on a movie on the feature part of Netflix and they kind of show you. A, clips of it or something i saw just a few short clips i just kind of had an idea of what it was sounds interesting it sounds a little dark you know we love the dark and twisty around here so yeah that was all me all me um we're really excited for you to look into the black mirror with us and for updates you can follow us on twitter at strange tcast you can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. And you can check us on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. And you can find Strange Deed and a bunch of other great podcasts on uh, podcastica.com. So go out and leave a review for Strange Deed and all the other great podcastica podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So many great podcasts. Um, and make sure to check out Sean and his other podcast, The Language of Bromance, that comes out every Sunday. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that's our show. Episode 72, Black Mirror Bandersnatch. <laughs> I'm never not going to laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a child. Is it because of the emphasis I put on bander? (laughs) It's exactly that, Sean. (laughs) You know me so well. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Sean. And Elizabeth Nikolaevich is strange indeed.